Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another Win Daily Sports Show. My name is Michael Raziel, and I am here with my man Sian Ajad. No sticks picks this weekend, or this week, unfortunately. We are going over the NFL Week 5 recap, and I say that, but of course, you all know how I feel about Sia. I don't really need to get too deep into that. Sia, how are you doing today, buddy? What's up, man? I can't wait. I don't know that I can fill the shoes of at sticks piss, the, the famous Nick Brettwish, but um, I'll give it a shot. I think you can do, I mean, you make a bunch of money doing this thing too. So uh, I, I don't feel bad. I'm, I'm confident we're going to be, uh, we're going to be looking good, sounding good. If anybody paid attention to the betting show, I think Sia went nine and three, if I'm not mistaken, or nine and two in bets. It was pretty good. So I don't mind having you on this week, to be honest. Yeah. Full disclosure. It ended up being nine and four because the saints didn't cover yesterday, which ended up just being a, a bad play, but yeah, nine and four. So um, just doing the math, I guess that's plus five units. Um, mm-hmm. If you take the juice out, you're uh you know, you're up four and a half units or whatever it is. So yeah. a very successful week. Our live stream has been really good. So I'm excited to record it tomorrow too. Yeah. And we get to do that again. If everybody's listening, you're probably listening to this actually Wednesday morning. Uh, we're doing this a day later because there is a Tuesday night football game on, which I'll be very honest. I haven't been able to watch any of yet, but honestly, it looks like a shitty game. So I did have the Titans plus three and a half. I uh, kind of wish I just took the Titans money line as of right now. We'll see what happens by the end of this recording or by the end of the game. But Looking pretty good uh, so far. And I know that was one of the Wind Daily Sports bets. Uh, Capper Steve, our house capper, put over five units on the Titans. And I'm not going to tell you how much one of his units is because it's significantly, yeah, it's significantly, significantly bigger than one of my units. So when I saw that, I definitely did like one and a half units feeling real good about myself. Wow, that's impressive. Willing to put over five units on something. Um, Just take a wild guess. Anybody out there listening, what a unit of a professional gambler is, and I'm sure you'll figure it out. But we're here to talk about the week that was. We had week five in the NFL. We had some surprising turnouts in my opinion we had some um interesting plays that see you were definitely on that i thought were questionable and it turned out to be very true and then there were some that just make you laugh out loud and then obviously we unfortunately have the dak prescott news where he oh man i was watching that live uh that was pretty gross honestly that was pretty gross so we'll get to that game in a second let's start with the bucks and the bears game um you said definitely the bucks at plus three and a half and or the bears at plus three and a half you were 100% correct to the point where the Bears won. They didn't even need any of the extra points to cover. Uh, it was weird. The Bucks looked awesome in that first quarter and then looked like they just kind of forgot to play football. And then, as we all know, we can make the joke. Tom Brady forgot what down it was. That was pretty awesome to see. Are you worried about this Bucks team moving forward? I mean, they have Aaron Rodgers and the Packers coming up this coming week. So I'm curious, you know, tomorrow we'll get to that. But there's a real good chance that they end up 3-3 three and three after six games when they easily could have won this game. They kind of just shit the bed. Yeah. And I think part of it was adjustments. I don't know who I need to blame here, Bruce Arians or somebody else, but you know, it it seemed pretty clear that the bears, whether it's Matt Nagy or somebody else made adjustments after that first quarter. And because the defense was kind of all over the place, second, third and fourth quarter. And I mean that in a good way for the bears. So um, I'm not really worried about them. Keep in mind how unhealthy they were last mm-hmm. week. You know, today, Chris Godwin practiced, Mike Evans practiced, Leonard Fournette practiced. So it looks like they're going to have their entire stable back. And we know the defense is pretty good. We know it's at least an average to above average defense. And we know the offense healthy is above average. And we also know the NFC South really isn't as good as we thought they were, particularly with the New Orleans Saints. I mean, obviously, Carolina is a little mm-hmm. bit better than everybody thought, but the Falcons are terrible and the Saints are. To me, they're average. So because they're still the class of the NFC South, I don't think they have much to worry about, frankly. 
Yeah, I think especially also with that extra playoff spot, um, your bet with our old friend Javi, uh, definitely I feel like you're going to take that one down. Uh, so Javi, if For you're sure. listening, C is going to take your money. Uh, I just want to <laughs> let you know. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, it was weird. It was interesting. Um, just some stat lines here. Nick Foles threw 42 times and only had 24 or uh, 240 yards. So not the best. David Montgomery, we had the under on his yards. He only got to 29. Uh, Rojo, your boy Rojo, I mean, he carried the ball 17 times for 106 yards. For some reason, Tom Brady still threw the ball 41 times when this game really, outside of it being 13 to nothing, I felt like there was no reason they needed to throw the ball that much, which was weird. Um, I don't know. Allen Robinson is just an absolute stud, an absolute monster. Shout out to him. And unfortunately, he has another shitty quarterback. Tyler Johnson, uh, fifth round pick, I think. Stoby, our good friend Stoby, called him out on the uh, live stream talking about the showdown. So if you had Tyler Johnson in your lineup, he hit value because I think he was $200 on DraftKings. So just a couple things to go over there. So let's move on to the Panthers Falcons to an, uh, an AFC or an NFC South uh, bloodbath. Maybe uh, Dan Quinn no longer has a job. Uh, Thomas Dimitrioff no longer has a job. And both of those things make sense. If you've been paying to foot pension to football lately, Matt Ryan was terrible against a really bad defense. Todd Gurley, Ran the ball 14 times for 121 yards. Looked slow as hell and still was able to run on this defense. Mike Davis was absolutely fantastic. Robbie Anderson, Teddy Bridgewater, over 300, two touchdowns. Um, how much how much better are the Panthers than you thought they were going to be? I mean, there was a lot of people out there that thought they might win two games all season. I don't think they're one of the best teams in the league at as three and two as the record might say, but how much better do you think they are this year? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody rightfully thought they were going to finish last place in the NFC South. I didn't have a, an opinion on their over-under win total, really. Um, I think I was leaning under, but it wasn't a play for us preseason. So, yeah, the Panthers are really good. They've got a good coach. they got a, a lot of good young players. Teddy Bridgewater is exactly who they need him to be because they have so many weapons on the outside with Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. They just need Bridgewater to just run the offense. You know, whether it's Mike Davis or Christian McCaffrey back there, add all those other weapons that they have, and – the team is, you know, they've got, we'll talk about this tomorrow, but they've got a matchup against the Bears on Sunday. And believe it or not, they're favored against this, you know, four and I believe the Bears, what are they, four and oh or four and one? Four and one. So four and one. So uh, interesting to note that the Panthers team is is favored against the Bears. So uh, it's a good team. It's They're going to they're gonna be a test for anybody, particularly on offense. And then how about the Falcons? Uh, lose their coach, lose their GM. Is this the last year for Matt Ryan? Is he finally done in Atlanta, or do you think they're going to ride that out for a little while longer? It depends who the new coach is, the the new long term coach, because you know, just like we see with Ron Rivera, you know, if you don't have any, if you don't have any like stake in the previous mm-hmm. regime, then you can just kind of dismiss who, whoever you found when you got to the team, which was what Rivera did with Haskins, of course. So in Ryan's case, he's clearly a below average quarterback. By the way, he has been for quite some time. I, mm-hmm. I've been preaching this for many, yeah, many months, if have. not years. But the point is, first of all, he just locks on one read. I guess he's afraid to get hit. So whoever he decides before the game that he's going to pepper with targets, a week ago it was Russell Gage and Zacchaeus. This week it was Calvin Ridley. And he just locked on Ridley the whole game, which is why Gage had, I believe, two catches. Zacchaeus had one mm-hmm. catch for 13 yards. And it's just, it's just so poor. If you're not even... If you're not looking at your reads and you don't have faith in your offensive line and you're not mobile, you're a bad quarterback and there's no two ways about it. Period. End of story. Period. End of story. Yeah. Uh, this Falcons receiving core, it's very crazy. Uh, Hayden Hurst, I know Sticks has been on him this year and he's had a couple good games, but 
the Hayden Hurst experience for my season long teams is starting to get a little old at this point. So <laughs> six, if you're listening, we love you, of course. And I'm still going to listen to you because you're much smarter and much better at this than me. But I don't really want to start Hayden Hurst anymore, man. I really don't. Unless you tell me I have to, I really don't want to anymore. Um, Moving on. One of the more shocking games, uh, the Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders, 40 traveling to Arrowhead to, to beat the chiefs 40 to 32, the second half was insane. Uh, there was at one point in the fourth quarter, the Raiders had the ball and they showed a graphic. The Chiefs had 250 yards in the first half and about 25 in the second half. And there was probably, I want to say, eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. So whatever John Gruden did in that second half, it worked. And I think most of it had to do with Josh Jacobs being an animal. But I know you said the Raiders were going to cover. And I think the spread was about 13 and a half. But did you really think the Raiders had a chance to win this game? No, but by the way, it wasn't really Josh Jacobs. I mean, he was 23 carries for 77 yards. Uh, you know, not, he didn't do much in the passing game. Yeah. This this was all the Raiders defense and all Derek Carr. I mean, Derek Carr's long ball, whether it was to Nelson Aguilar or Henry Ruggs or some of them, you know, intermediate routes to Darren Waller, he was completely on point in the second half. I mean, he threw for a ton of yards, mm-hmm. a ton of touchdowns, and the defense really bottled up Mahomes. They didn't let him get to the outside. So obviously that was a schematic thing they were going to do. They were going to make sure they like forced him back inside. And when they did, there was always somebody there kind of waiting for him. So I'm really impressed. And I never really thought John Gruden was a good coach. Um, you know, I don't know that he was the one pulling the strings there, but the point is, this is a good team. I mean, on our Sirius XM show, you know, we have David Meltzer come on, and before the season started, he was really big on the Raiders, and we were all kind of like, not rolling our eyes, but we were kind of mm-hmm. like, what are you even talking about? And this is clearly a team to contend with. It's a team that might make the playoffs, and if they do, uh, I think we need to start respecting the fact that Derek Carr is a good quarterback, and Derek Carr has a lot of weapons, and mm-hmm. this defense appears to be coached up pretty well. Yeah, I think the Henry Ruggs, as you were saying, you know, last week when talking about the Raiders without Henry Ruggs and this week saying, yeah, if Henry Ruggs is there 13, they're absolutely going to cover it. He had three targets. He had two catches for 118 yards and a touchdown with that 71 yard reception. So his other reception was for 40 something yards like the dude is insane. He is so fast. He's such a great route runner. Hopefully they can figure out a way to get him more than three targets because I feel like he's one of those guys like, yes, let him run down the field a lot but occasionally let him run a four guard slant and see what he can do with the ball in his hands. I think he's just electric. He's fun to watch to, uh, to use a very overused term. I mean, Hunter Renfro one for 42 Nelson Aguilar two for 67. Derek Carr had 22 completions for almost 350 yards. Like that is a Patrick Mahomes stat line because Patrick Mahomes also had two 22 completions for almost 350 yards. It just took Patrick Mahomes 43 attempts to get there. So as you said, they bottled him up. They did their thing. He had three sacks. He had two passing and a rushing touchdown. Patrick Mahomes is always going to get one of those. Kelsey was great. Hill, three for 78. So, I mean, good, not crazy. He didn't get in the box. So it was a weird game. Uh, I really did not think the Raiders had a chance. I thought they could cover, but to actually go into Arrowhead and win was uh, was pretty, pretty surprising, honestly. Pretty darn surprising, which is pretty cool. So Let's move on. And if anybody was just with us, um, we're at recording this directly after the golf, the PGA show for the CJ cup. You can go listen to that. Now I can guarantee that's out, but we broke a little news. Um, Le'Veon Bell was cut by the Jets, uh, which is pretty interesting. So moving on to this Cardinals-Jets game, Cardinals covered the spread. I want to say it was about seven, seven and a half. They won 30 to 10 in MetLife Stadium. Also, just another awesome fact that I saw. The Giants and Jets have combined for zero wins at MetLife Stadium, and the San Francisco 49ers have two. 
So let's just see if the Giants and Jets can get to a combined three wins or if the San Francisco 49ers can call that place home for one more year. Um, <laughs> Kyler Murray looked awesome. Um, didn't run the ball that well. Nine for 31 and a touchdown. Threw for a touchdown that DeAndre Hopkins was just an animal. Kyler threw for 380. Joe Flacco looked terrible. Sam Darnold sat. And yeah, uh, let's just check. Le'Veon Bell, 13 carries, 60 yards. So he's gone. Uh, what did you think about this game? Any any takeaways that are worthy, uh, considering it was a terrible Jets team that the Cardinals were playing against? Well, good news for Kyler Murray. When he faces bad defenses, he he excels. And he gets the Cowboys on Monday night. So that's going to be a shootout both ways. So I think you're looking forward to like more for fantasy standpoint, like Kyler's Kyler's going to going to have a good game there. The interesting thing there is Kenyon Drake finally got a touchdown, but his yards per carry aren't very good and he's not running a lot of routes. So that's sort of Chase Edmonds territory. So, I mean, I think you're in a spot where if we're talking fantasy for a second, I think Chase Edmonds might be even more valuable than Kenyon Drake or just as valuable. I think you could potentially, if you're stuck, start both. I know we're not talking fantasy, but I just think it's an interesting thing to consider. The only other thing I'll mention You know, Jamison Crowder, I believe he had 10 targets and he had eight catches with over 100 yards and a touchdown. I mean, really good. And I think people probably need to start noticing. But I do want to point out that Jeff Smith, by the way, Chris Hogan's on IR. I want to point out that Jeff Smith, he also had 11 targets. Now, he was incredibly inefficient because he only had three catches. But, you know, there's typically, you know, positive regression there coming. So I just want to point out he seems to be a really good target, whether it's Flacco or Darnold. So as far as like kind of like a, a Hail Mary type guy, I think Smith is really interesting. And um, I know Crowder and Jeff Smith, I think, have value. And now that Le'Veon's gone, you know, let's see what happens with Gore. But don't forget, they drafted LaMichael Piran in the fourth round from UF. So maybe all of a sudden he starts getting some runs. So I think it'll, I think the Jets will at least be kind of interesting uh, moving forward. But as far as the Cardinals, you know, they're an average team. But, you know, when they're playing bad defenses, they're electric. I love it. Um, I think just something of note, Jameson Crowder, three games this year, uh, over 10 targets in every single game, 10 or more targets, over 100 yards in every single game and two touchdowns. So pretty crazy. Uh, wow. I own him in a couple. I don't own him, obviously. That's a weird way to say it. I have him in a couple fantasy <laughs> leagues, and uh, I haven't really played him too much, but if he keeps doing this, I mean, you're going to have to start playing him at some point, Mike. You're going to have to start playing him at some point. Uh, let's go on one of your favorite bets of the week, which always brings always brings a smile and a tear for a good tear to my ear. We have the Eagles going to the Steelers and losing by 9, um, 29 to 38. A lot of people are congratulating the Eagles on the way they lost uh, because they really think they're turning into form. Uh, and now, thankfully for the Eagles, there is no NFC East. So if they do not win the NFC East, oh my God, that is terrible. But Carson Wentz, 20 of 35, not awesome. 258, two touchdowns, two picks. Might have even had a fumble somewhere in there. No, no fumble. I wish he did though. Uh, Big Ben looked pretty solid. 238, three touchdowns. I mean, this was the Chase Claypool show. Seven receptions, 110 yards, three receiving tar- yards, uh, three receiving touchdowns, and it had three rushes for six yards and a touchdown as well. This was pretty much his show. Uh, Miles Sanders, 11 carries for 80 yards. 74 came on a single rush. He did have two touchdowns, but 74 yards out of 80 came. So he had 10 rushes for six yards. So while, yes, he had two touchdowns and 80 yards rushing, 10 of those rushes amounted to a total of six yards, which is just something to pay attention to. Um, What did you see about this game? We won our bet. We had the Steelers, which I'm grateful for, minus seven, minus seven and a half even. Uh, how did you how did you feel about this game after after watching it? 
a couple things to note. First of all, it's obviously very exciting, but the Steelers' defense clearly isn't as good as everybody mm-hmm. thinks, including me. I thought the Steelers' yeah. defense was really going to feast this game. And, and you know, when you have Miles Sanders, you know, scampering for 74, but more importantly, Travis Fulgham, who yep. I think had 10 catches on 13 targets, 150-so yards, and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy, like, kind of couldn't be stopped. And there were instances, by the way, where he was just wide open. Like, and, yeah. and I'm not talking, like, wide open on his first catch. Like, he was, like, eight catches in, and they just, like, weren't covering him. Whatever zone scheme they were running wasn't working. So I'm, like, genuinely worried about the, the Steelers' defense, and I think it's a defense that clearly you can exploit. I mean, let's not forget the Eagles have injuries everywhere, and they put up that many points and, frankly, could have put up more points in this game and could have could have won the game if things just turned a little differently. So I, I think – it's that's interesting as far as the Steelers defense. I think the Chase Claypool thing is interesting, of course. He, I mean, he's obviously a beast. We liked him coming out of Notre Dame, the Wind Daily team, I should say. And then finally, it's interesting that, you know, Travis Fulgham is is page two news because of what Claypool do, did. But, you know, Fulgham's probably going to be a thing because even if Alshon Jeffrey comes back, not a big deal. Even if Deshaun Jackson comes back, not a big deal. You know, Fulgham isn't a supreme athlete. I believe he runs like a four, five, eight, forty, which isn't great for a receiver, but he's got an incredible vertical and he's, he's clearly a, a good enough route runner to get that open in, in one game. So somebody to keep an eye on. Yes, I will say the Steelers defense did have five sacks on Carson Wentz, so they were beating the heck out of him. Uh, they did have a couple interceptions, so yeah, it was weird. They they did they excel in certain things like pass rush, but yeah, as you said, they just kept leaving this guy just wide open, and he's pretty much the only one. As I said, Carson Wentz had 250 passing yards, 150 went to Travis Fulgham, so they clearly just were not paying attention at all, so something to note. Uh, Steelers were weird, uh, 136 rushing yards, James Conner had 44, Benny Sell had 19, Ray Ray McLeod had 63. So it was kind of a spread out attack uh, over over about 30 attempts. So they can run the ball, it turns out. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, moving on to the Alex Smith show. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams travel east again. They beat the heck out of the Washington Football Club. Kyle Allen starts the game, has a rushing touchdown, which I don't know if you saw it. I know you did. It wasn't. He did not bring the ball into the end zone. I thought that was pretty funny. They let stand because, you know, semantics, but definitely ball didn't make it into the end zone. Uh, he then gets knocked out of the game due, I guess, like a concussion protocol, and our boy Alex Smith comes back in. And you and I have said it multiple times, like, yikes, why are you still <laughs> playing football? You got to do what you got to do, man. But my goodness, um, is this Alex Smith's team moving forward? I mean, 9 of 17 for 37 yards. I think he was sacked how many times? Five or six times, unfortunately. Uh, the Rams as a team had eight sacks. They were just kind of teeing off. Uh, how do you feel about this Reds? Oh, I'm sorry. Washington Football Club team moving forward, I guess. It's weird. Okay, first of all, it's not it's not Alex Smith's team. It's yeah, They're going back to Kyle Allen this week. And, and by the way, Kyle Allen and, and Washington football team are plus three at the New York Giants, which is an amazing line. I've already bet it. I've already bet Washington because you should never be getting a key number against the Giants, especially when you have a no. good enough front seven with yeah. Chase Young healthy and Kyle Allen back. So um, Alex Smith didn't really belong in that game for more than a series or two. And I, I, I wonder if Ron Rivera was thinking, well, I already put him in. I know this is a feel-good story. I feel bad yanking him now that I see Kyle Allen is healthy enough to go back in. So I wonder if that was at play because Kyle Allen was in for long enough to show that he was a competent quarterback. And then he had that hit from Ramsey and was out of the game. I don't think we learned a lot from this game. 
Um, we didn't learn much from the Rams because there wasn't much resistance from Washington on offense or defense. You know, we thought Antonio Gibson might explode, but when you have Alex Smith back there and you're not fearing the pass because he's throwing it, you know, two yards beyond the line of scrimmage, you can't exactly run the ball because the defense is going to key in on that. So it was just kind of a like it's it's a game I, I learned like I'm still going to be on Antonio Gibson next week. I think he has like fantasy value, for example. Um, you know, McLaurin had a bad matchup against Ramsey. He's going to have better matchups coming up. So with Kyle Allen back, I still have confidence in this team. Um, we didn't, we just, unfortunately, we, we just didn't learn anything. And I think the Rams are good. Rams are a good team. They're not a great team. They'll probably make the playoffs. They have a shot at the NFC West. And, you know, the, the only thing is the running back situation. Daryl Henderson got the touchdown, but his yards per carry weren't very good. Cam Akers, on the other hand, did come in, and his yards per carry were, were very good. So I think he's going to get a little bit more run as mm-hmm. each week goes by, and I think he's going to end up being the number one running back for that team. Yeah, I think I already saw something saying Sean McVay is pretty much going to be giving the ball a lot more to Cam Akers moving forward, which is understandable. They drafted him in the second round for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, good game. I get. I mean, not really a good game. It was actually just like kind of sad. I thought it was weird that you know, even though Kyle Allen was healthy, they kept, especially after like the third sack. It's like, all right, like maybe you could put Kyle Allen back in, but nope. Then after the fourth sack, then the fifth sack, finally Alex Smith just got the shit kicked out of him. And well, it was okay. Uh, it was just weird, man. Like I, if Kyle Allen was healthy, why the hell didn't you just put him back in the game? I don't get it. Well, Ron Rivera was saying he wasn't sure if he was healthy because he took such a hit from Ramsey. I think that's just a narrative he was trying to build because, again, I think he wanted to keep Alex Smith in the game. But, I mean, it just – you're right. It it didn't make a lot of sense, and it was just a bad look. I mean, first of all, when Alex Smith had the horrific leg injury, Washington was 6-2. and But to be honest with you, and I don't want to disparage the guy. He's he's had a great career. They were 6-2 and in spite of Alex Smith. Mm -hmm. He wasn't a good quarterback that season. He was a game manager at best. And so now we have this guy who, you know, has this horrific injury coming back is a lesser version of that guy that was – you know, check down Charlie. So it's just, it's just a bad look all around because he's not a good quarterback. He's not confident in his injury and it's, he's, he doesn't really belong in the game. Unfortunately, it is unfortunate, but I hope he gets paid. Uh, Dan Snyder's money. I am all for that. Um, (laughs) So let's move on to another battle of a division. We have the Bengals three, uh, the Ravens 27. This was pretty much over as soon as it started. I mean, it was 17 nothing at the half. The Ravens then didn't really do too much. Kind of a boring game. Uh, Lamar Jackson, two rushes. Two rushes for Lamar Jackson. Kind of interesting. 37 pass attempts, even in a game that they won 27-3. to Why do they refuse to run the ball? I don't understand. They only had 24 rush attempts for 161 yards. Like, why aren't they running the ball, especially in a game where you're dominating the entire time? Like, why is Lamar Jackson throwing the ball 37 times? Yeah, it's weird. I, I don't understand the game plan. Like, if you go back to the Chiefs game a couple of weeks ago, they probably could have run all over the Chiefs, but they decided to pass it a lot in the first quarter. And that that's when the game sort of got out of hand for them. I don't know. And, and uh, by the way, Lamar Jackson doesn't look very good. I don't know yeah. if anybody's noticing, but his stats aren't good. I mean, whether you're looking at fantasy or just the stats in themselves, I mean, he's not. We're just he, watching the game, right? Like right. from an actual football perspective, he just doesn't look great. He's missing throws. He right. doesn't look great. He's not really running the ball that well. Now, and we know he had like an illness this week, so he missed a game and he had a knee soreness, which is very alarming. And then that's why when you see only two rush attempts, something to pay attention to. But yeah, he just doesn't look great this year. It's weird. And it makes sense that you're potentially trying to preserve your quarterback for a playoff run because, you know, you you can't take all these hits every year and just assume you're going to be healthy. But, 
you know, long story short, he doesn't look the part. I think defenses are starting to see that and they're starting to key in on, on the passing game because they know he's a little shy to run. And, you know, that's 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 going to be a problem for the Ravens. Something to pay attention to. Uh, and just one more time, Gus Edwards had more carries than J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins got one carry, three targets. They drafted this guy in the second round. I do not understand what the hell this Ravens team is doing. It's mm-hmm. very weird. Um mm-hmm. Uh, Marquise Brown, Hollywood, six for 77 and a touchdown, 10 targets. That's what we like to see. Mark Andrews, six of 56 and a touchdown, nine targets. That's what we like to see. Not too much else on the passing game. They only had 180 passing yards. T Higgins, most targets over there for the Bengals. They look bad. Tyler Boyd, four of 42 and AJ Green, one target, zero receptions. Um, we just saw Le'Veon Bell get cut. We thought he was going to get traded. I mean, does AJ Green just get traded at this point? Like, cause why is he even on this team anymore? Yeah, he's wondering the same thing, which is why he was on the sideline mouthing to one of his coaches, you know, trade me. And, and by the way, he has a, an alleged hamstring injury right now, too. So, you know, T. Higgins and Boyd are going to get sort of bumps up uh, just from a activity standpoint and a fantasy standpoint. But, it, they, you know, we knew they were wasting A.J. Green's career. And, and, you know, if you really had faith in A.J. Green, why are you drafting T. Higgins in the first mm-hmm. place? Because you already had Tyler Boyd and, and, and a host of other John Ross and mm-hmm. um uh, who was it? Tate, I believe. Yep. Auden Tate. So it, none of this makes sense. They should have drafted an offensive lineman instead, but they didn't. And so it, if they don't trade AJ Green, it's a real disservice to him. That's for sure. Yes. Um, yeah, just not a great game overall. Joe Burrow had a pick and two fumbles. One of them ended up losing. Uh, nothing really great. 24 carries. Joe Mixon had as many carries in a game where they were down by 27 points at one point as the entire Ravens team did. I just sincerely have no idea what the hell the Ravens are doing. It's starting to get pretty weird and a little worrisome. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Joe Burrow kind of sucked seven sacks, seven times. Yikes. Get the ball out of your hands, bud. So hopefully we'll pray for his life one of these days. And I think that's about it from this game. Nothing too crazy. Um, See what happens next week. Uh, Let's move on. The Jaguars and the Texans. This was a smash spot. I know the Wendelli family, especially Nick, said, nope, we're going back to the well after the Texans screwed us last week and didn't do too much. Went right back to him. Sean Watson with a great game, 25 or 35. Had a couple picks, but had three touchdowns. A couple rushes for 25 yards. David Johnson actually ran the ball. 17 carries for 96 yards. Brandon Cooks, after going total bagel last week with three targets, eight for 161 and a touchdown. Uh, He had an awesome game. On that side, on the other side, uh, Minshew Magic's really starting to run out. Um, not looking good. James Robinson, 13 carries, 48 yards. Uh, Minshew did throw the ball 300 yards. LaVisca Le- Chenault, seven receptions for 79 yards. DJ Chark got hurt and left the game at one point, which is pretty disappointing. But Sia, I think you're right. I think the Jags kind of suck. Yeah, I think the Jags suck. Um, and th- let's keep in mind, they had a lot of defensive injuries. CJ Henderson yeah. was out. Yeah, Josh true. Allen. The, yeah, so... With that said, you know, I'm I'm still kind of wondering about Deshaun Watson, though, because, you know, his stat line was good, but he doesn't look the part yet. And I don't know if that's the DeAndre Hopkins effect that we're still seeing. Um, Will Fuller, he had eight targets. He caught four of them. He looked pretty good. But the Brandon Cooks thing, by the way, is super frustrating because in mm-hmm. DFS two weeks back, everybody thought he was a free square. I think he was like 3,800 in DraftKings, for example. And he literally had zero catches or one catch or one target. And, um, you know, here we are. He has like the game of his career, or at least in the last three years. Mm-hmm. So that's a little frustrating. You never know who he's going to pass to because, of course, they have Stills and Cobb on that team as well. But, yeah, the short of it is I am I feel like Watson isn't in his groove yet. I could say the same about Lamar Jackson. Obviously, Lamar's having a worse season than, than Deshaun. But 
I'm not seeing it. The eye test, I still feel like there's something going on there. And I'm I'm, I'm waiting for him to break out even more, I guess, is the point that I'm mm-hmm. making. Um, but, yeah, as far as the Jaguars, it, there's really nothing. You know, with DJ Shark injured, there's really nowhere to go other than a LaVisca Chenault. James Robinson didn't really have a good game, and he should have against that defense. Mm-hmm. So that's it's worrying on a lot of fronts. I mean, that's a game I'll, I'll be looking out for tomorrow night's show. Or I should say the Wednesday night show. You know, we're going to be talking about that game a little bit, the, the Jags game. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pay attention to it. We could probably get some value on a line because it seems like we've been getting line of value on the Jags lines all year. They keep flip-flopping back and forth. Vegas doesn't know what to do with them, but Sia does. <laughs> make money on them. So that part's pretty darn nice. Yeah, Minshew, no interceptions, did have a fumble. Yeah, the Jags were, they had a linebacker, a defensive back, and a defensive end, an edge rusher out. So obviously all three levels of the defense affected. There are three best players on each of those. And I watched all this game because Justin, my uh, my good friend, my cousin, is a huge Jags fan. So we watched this mm-hmm. game. And while the score was 14-30, to 30, if Stephen Hauschka hits either of those field goals at the end of the half, um, I think it helps a lot. So he is now cut, and the Jags, I want to say, are on their fifth or their sixth kicker in six weeks. It's an insane, insane number. I don't know, honestly, if it's ever been done before, but it's pretty impressive. Um, um, I know somebody who can kick field goals pretty well. Actually, I know somebody who's who, who's kicked field goals at 100% rate, as yes. in never missed a field goal in his entire life. His entire life, and I can't wait to talk about it on the betting show tomorrow. Um, <laughs> that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, let's move on to some of these 4 o'clock games. Uh, let's start with the Giants and the Cowboys. I think this is the only place to start. Obviously, if you didn't see it, you can find it if you want. It was pretty gross. Dax Bre- Dak Prescott, very, very clearly, his ankle was just broken in half. And it sucks. I'm not going to lie. Press rewind a couple times because there's something wrong with me. But it was pretty gross. Obviously, feel bad for him. And this, for everybody out there that says, why are you holding out? You make millions of dollars. Fuck you. Let this guy hold out because he should have made about $200 million. Now, if anything happens, he doesn't come back 100%. He is losing a significant amount of money. So you can just shut up. You hold out if you're a quarterback, especially the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Who the hell cares? Jerry Jones is a billionaire. He can pay his players. I don't feel bad about it at all. Uh, I do feel bad for Dak, though. That does that does suck a lot. In terms of this game, though, um, Daniel Jones still still bad. Giants scored 34 points. He did not have a passing touchdown. Uh, it's pretty friggin' alarming. Uh, Darius Slayton, awesome. We kind of thought he was going to be a, a smash spot. I think we did pretty well there. CD Lamb, awesome on the other end. Uh, I mean, it was a weird game, especially very weird after. Zeke had a couple touchdowns. Devontae Freeman came back to life, had a touchdown. Each team had a defensive touchdown. That's always fun. Each team had a couple sacks. Um, I mean, outside of that, anything, anything you want to touch upon from this game? Andy Dalton moving forward? Yeah, I think Andy Dalton is is a quality quarterback. I think the receiving core is going to be fine. You know, I, I question their ability to win games with that defense. And obviously, they're going to have a harder time with Dalton. But mm-hmm. it's, he's a fine backup quarterback. So no real issue there. They fed Zeke the ball quite a bit. That's good. They, they should be doing that even more going forward to keep their defense off the field. But, um, yeah, it's just it's just terrible to see. I mean, other – Outside of the Cowboys, I just can't believe how much Daniel Jones has regressed. And, and I guess when you bring in Joe Judge and Jason Garrett, you can expect potentially some regression. But this is just beyond my wildest imagination in terms of how bad he looks. So yeah. that's why, you know, this Washington game is one of my one of my favorite games, if not my favorite coming up next week, which, of course, we'll talk about on the on the Wednesday show, because I just don't see him not turning the ball over a couple mm-hmm. times. And the only bright spot was Devontae Freeman looking like a decent running back. 
Yeah. And, you know, Slayton's great, but if you if you don't have a quarterback that can get, can get him the ball, you know, I'm just not seeing it for the Giants. Mm-hmm. I think this I think I, I think they're just as likely to get Trevor Lawrence than the New York Jets, frankly. Yeah, as I said, both 0-5 currently. Neither has a win at home where the San Francisco 49ers have two wins on the road there. So we'll see about that. Uh, let us move on to... Ooh, this was a fun one. Had a couple bucks on this game. The Dolphins 43, the 49ers 17. We were I was on the plus 8.5 to the Dolphins, and my goodness, Jimmy Garoppolo looked like shit. Oh, my God. 7 of 17 for 77 yards and 2 picks uh he also had a fumbled unfortunately he didn't lose it ryan fitzpatrick this was a fit magic game 22 28 353 touchdowns mile gaskins looks like he is the number one back there matt Breen actually got a couple carries but i think that's only because they were up 40 something um points are not quite that's exaggeration they were up multiple scores uh especially towards the end of that game cj bethard came in raheem mostert looked good um they forgot about Jarek mckinnon which we thought was weird one carry, zero yards, so that was something. Um, yeah, how did you feel about this game? Preston Williams came out a little bit, four for 106 and a touchdown. Not bad. Yeah, first of all, I like your Miles Gaskin call. I mean, he he is really becoming, he doesn't look the part, but he's becoming sort of like a bell cow guy mm-hmm. in the sense that he's getting most of the carries and he's getting most of the passing down work. So yep. it's one of those guys, like if you're talking fantasy, you know, you're always thinking, oh, well, Zeke and Dalvin Cook and, you know, some of these like big ticket guys are the guys that are going to get the volume. And of course, in fantasy, you want mm-hmm. volume. Like Gaskin sometimes, like two weeks ago, he wasn't very good. But if the game script is right, I mean, you're looking at a guy that has a ton of upside because their offense is wide open with a lot of weapons. I'll tell you what, though, you know, as as talented as Gasecki is, there's so many weapons for Ryan Fitzpatrick to throw mm-hmm. to. It's not just Devontae Parker and Gaskin and Preston Williams. You know, Isaiah Ford gets in there. They, I think Jakeem Grant is on that team. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. it's just as as good as we think. And I know Nick is really on Gasecki, and he really is a talent. Like, he should be getting the ball more. But it's just not the type of offense where Ryan Fitzpatrick Fitzpatrick is going to lock in on Gasecki. I mean, if there was a game for him to go off, it was certainly this game. And it really didn't. I mean, he had one long, he had one long play. So it looked, the stats looked okay, but I just feel like he deserves more targets and he's not getting them in this offense. As far as the Niners, I'm, I, he looked worse than any quarterback on Sunday in terms of Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, Daniel Jones looked like Joe Montana compared to Jimmy Garoppolo. It didn't even look like Jimmy Garoppolo was really interested in playing the game. I mean, he yeah. didn't. it didn't look like he was interested in stepping up in the pocket. It didn't look like he was interested in, like, planting his feet. So it just makes me question why Kyle Shanahan had him in the first place. We know the Shanahans in general have a track record of putting injured guys in the game and keeping them in the game. And I just think they rushed this back. They could have played C.J. Beathard. They probably would have been fine. They might not have won, but it would have been a close game because C.J. Beathard is an adequate quarterback. So unfortunately with the Niners and their injuries and their problems at quarterback, I think they're about to kiss their playoff chances goodbye unless they can really – and by the way, they play a a really tough schedule the next four or five games. So unless somehow something can – turn around particularly defensively uh i think this is a team that is like really headed in the wrong direction yeah i mean considering they are two and three right now they still have to play the rams twice the seahawks twice and the uh cardinals who they already lost to once one more time so that's uh, almost half of their schedule left is against five teams that are all good or uh, very good to good to above average at at least. So I think, you know, mm-hmm. that's something to pay attention to. I don't know the rest of their schedule off the top of my head, but five of your next 11 games are against those teams. 
watch out. It's definitely going to be something. So yeah, this weird game. Uh, but yeah, I was on the plus eight and a half for the Dolphins, and that was quick. That was real quick, nice and easy. Uh, here we go. This was a fun one. Uh, the Colts and the Browns. You said take Baker Mayfield because he is the better quarterback. And the statistics showed it. Uh, Philip Rivers, 243 and two picks. Baker Mayfield, 247, two picks, but also two touchdowns. Uh, Kareem Hunt is the number one back there. I think we all knew that. Jonathan Taylor, also the number one back. It was a weird game. I think we had the Browns having a pick six off Philip Rivers, and then the Colts turned around and took the, the the kickoff and ran it right back for a touchdown. So it was kind of just everything for naught. It just kind of helped the the people on the over there. But, I mean, you were on the Browns. So you kind of think that the Colts – did you throw the F word around? Did you did you throw the fraud word around? I don't remember. Oh, absolutely. I called okay, them frauds, yeah, and obviously yep. overrated is implied within yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very implied there. Um, and you very clearly were right in this case. I think the Browns were plus one and a half. I think you said it, or, or I was talking to somebody, and they said that's just Vegas baiting you. Don't take it. Don't take it. And, I mean, they 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 won the game outright. Uh, pretty – again, like even with them winning by nine, it still felt like it was a – wider margin than that which was weird so and that's because cleveland wasn't baker in particular wasn't very good in the second half i believe he was two for nine passing in the second half so he he kind of regressed a little bit uh, you know as the game went on and maybe that's because of a conservative a more conservative game plan because if you're if you're one of the browns coaches like philip rivers is back there just let your defense like keep everything at bay he's he philip rivers is i i don't know that there's a threat at quarterback that is is less intimidating than Philip Rivers at this point. I mean, it's just there's I can't I really can't think of anybody. I mean, I, I guess you could throw out like Sam Darnold or you know, but because but I I'd take Sam Darnold in in a two minute attack versus a Philip Rivers. I just it's just so it's so sad to see it because he's still got that like cocky attitude mm-hmm. about him, like he he's got this, and it's Moxie. like not even close. Yeah, he's got Moxie for days, but he can't throw the ball ten yards. So yeah, it's- um. Not this good. is my lock of the week and it paid off pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, it could have been easier, but pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, plus one and a half to the Browns. You, you got, you, you cleared it by 10 and a half points. I think that's pretty easy. Uh, two scores there. Yeah. Fun game. Uh, glad I got to watch it, but yeah, it was, I don't know. Pretty whatever. Uh, I think that's it for the four o'clock. A couple more games here. Seahawks and Vikings. Uh, love the balls on Mike Zimmer. I think it was the right thing. I think, how the hell they couldn't pick up half a yard after gashing the Seahawks defense the whole game? I don't know, which was, I think, the weirdest part. But Dalvin Cook goes down. Looks like he's going to be out for probably just a couple weeks. Uh, so all you Alexander Madison truthers and fans out there, uh, 20 carries, 112 yards. You should look good, pretty pretty good going forward. The Vikings had 80 plays in this game. 80, 39 pass attempts for Phil, uh, Philip Rivers, hello, for Kirk Cousins, 41 rush attempts. Over 450 yards, it looks like. My goodness. Um, But the Seahawks, they're still the Seahawks. They looked like shit. Came back, scored a quick 14 points. uh, Scored, got a turnover, scored again. Then they scored again. I think they scored 21 unanswered. The Vikings finally started to pick it back up. The Vikings were winning. Two-minute warning. Freaking DK Metcalf is just an absolute animal. Um, I mean, the Seahawks aren't, while they keep winning these games, their defense is so bad, they're going to have to eventually lose games. But how much fun is Russell Wilson to watch play football? Because it is just a blast, man. Mr. Unlimited. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's equally fun to watch DK Metcalf, though. I oh mean, my God. so, so, you know, in, in fantasy drafts, I was I was contemplating, you know, do I want to go lock it? Do I want to go DK Metcalf? And a lot of people, like a lot of the prognosticators, even even when daily ones, um, 
liked Lockett better. And it's totally understandable. I did. But the, the difference between, and that's fine. It's, it's not that you're wrong, but the difference between Lockett and Metcalf is for Lockett, if he has a good matchup or if he gets himself open, you throw him the ball. But Metcalf, you don't need that qualifier. You can literally just throw DK Metcalf, as long as it's not a double team, but if it's blanket coverage, he's probably going to snatch it out of the air because he's so athletic and he's so strong. So, you know, you don't, it's just, it's one of the few receivers in the league, like AJ Brown would be another receiver mm-hmm. where, you know, you just throw like DeAndre Hopkins, where you just throw him the ball and he's probably, you know, 80% of the time he's going to come down with it regardless of the coverage. So it was an exciting game. I disagreed with Zimmer's call. I just, I just like the idea of putting the pressure on in the, in the rain of having to score the touchdown and get the two point conversion. It just seemed like that was the right play. It was such a momentum killer, particularly for the defense, knowing that, Oh shoot. Now if they score a touchdown, we lose instead of, okay, well they can score a touchdown, but then they have to score again on the very Mm -hmm. next play. I'm always going to, if it was this, you know, if it was a six point lead for the, for the field goal, then that's different. But an eight point lead is pretty daunting for any offense, including one led by Russell Wilson. So I didn't think that was the right play. I also didn't like the end around that they called the play before that, because Mm -hmm. you have a condensed field at this point. I think they even ran to the short side with Adam. And listen, if you're going to do that with McCole Hardman or Tyreek Hill, or maybe even Justin Jefferson for the Vikings, then I kind of get, or like a Corderell Patterson who can just kind of steamroll through a, a tackle or two. But you know, you don't give, you don't do that to Thielen on the short side. All the defense is, is packed in within, you know, a modified, you know, yardage because of where the end zone is. I just didn't like any of those calls. Don't be clever there. Just run it. Just run the QB sneak. Or well, they had four yards to get. Just just run it and see what happens. Then you can decide on fourth down. Yeah. Uh, again, forty-one rushes for two hundred yards, and their long was twenty-five. So it's not like they had a big sixty or seventy yarder. Like they were just every single play it just felt like they gained four or five yards and somehow they couldn't gain four yards on two straight plays Um, and and by the way i know i know i'm sorry to interrupt you i know from the washington days you know kirk cousins is excellent at running a naked bootleg or some sort of bootleg so if everybody was packed in because they think alexander madison is going to try to get those four yards you run and you could have done that on fourth down but you certainly could have done it on third where you run a bootleg and you have rudolph so it's not naked you have rudolph come out in the flat and so at least you have an option to pass it but cousins was like infamous for running that and i don't know that he really does that with the vikings but he's perfectly capable of doing it so that would have been another call i would have liked over an end around to adam Thielen. yeah yeah it was just a it was a weird play call but yep seahawks incredible yeah the seahawks had 50 play no uh 48 plays to the vikings 80 and the vikings still couldn't muster up enough to uh win that game pretty crazy Pretty darn crazy. Neither of these defenses is good. That's another thing we learned from this game. Uh, but we already kind of knew that. Uh, the last, the Monday night football game, while we are actually recording this, the Tuesday night game is currently going on. And I want to say, yeah, the Titans are beating their shit out of the Bills. It is 16 for the Bills, uh, 35 for the Titans. And it looks like the Titans are about to go in and score again. And I That's don't right. think we're going to hit our prop, unfortunately. No, over. we're not. On uh, Khalif Raymond's, um, you had reception. I had receptions. You had yards. I don't think either of us. I had yards. Tannehill's through. No, he's just sneaking it. Um, he just threw a touchdown to Johnu Smith, but another that one factor in second touchdown for Johnu. My goodness, Derrick Henry has a couple touchdowns too. So uh, we don't really have to go over that game because it's kind of a blowout. The Titans look refreshed. I guess two weeks off. Just get COVID, everybody. You're going to be just fine. <laughs> um, going on the Monday night game, Justin Herbert against drew Brees, uh the saints kind of pulled this one out of their ass that i think they're way luckier than we all thought um justin herbert looked good 
especially in that first half. Second half came back down to earth a little bit, but looked really good. Uh, Justin Jackson got more run than Josh Kelly, which is something that I called. I thought he was going to when you fumbled mm-hmm. the ball. Coaches don't like giving you the ball back. Josh Kelly mm-hmm. has two fumbles in the last two weeks. Not something you want your running back to do, considering how many times they touched the ball. Drew Brees, um, stat line looked good. 33 of 47, 325, a touchdown. A lot of that was to Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Alvin Kamara obviously did his thing. Jared Cook had a nice 40-yard touchdown, but he just doesn't look good anymore, and it's kind of starting to get sad. Uh, again, they won the game. You know, They were at home. They didn't cover, which I think is important. But how did you feel? What did this game tell you that you didn't already know, I guess? Well, as far I mean, it, it didn't really tell me anything other than Herbert showing up yet again. And by yeah. the way, Herbert's down like they I think they're down three offensive linemen from what they thought they were going to yeah. have at the start of the season. Pouncey and a couple of other guys. Mm-hmm. So for him to do this against, you know, a pretty good defensive line in the Saints, it's not just that. You know, some quarterbacks have certain instincts, which you really genuinely can't teach. You know, when I saw Aaron Rodgers at Cal, I saw pocket presence, knowing when to step in in the pocket or or get yourself skinny and sidestep, you know, somebody like Justin Herbert just has a a presence about him in the pocket that – it, you know is going to get him to a level that that he needs to be and his arm is great you know he's he's got some quiet moxie if you will he looks just confident all the time but not in a cocky way you know the only thing holding him back frankly is anthony lynn i mean anthony lynn is why they lost this i was game. waiting for it i we'll I, talk honestly, about it. I had the under on like 25 yeah. seconds and i i think i was wrong there well i wanted to give herbert his due but the point is 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 Anthony Lynn is infamous for not being able to close out games. I mean, he looks lost on the field, and he is. I think I think last year they had 11 one-score games, and they lost nine of them. And this year they're catching up to that same stat. And it's just one disaster after the next. And I don't want to put it all on Anthony Lynn. I mean, a couple – you know, they could have made that 50-yard field goal yeah. at the end of the game to win the game, of course. But, you know, that's not what you want to rely on when you already have a huge lead and you're going against a quarterback that kind of looks like a has-been, like you said. As far as the Drew B side of it, he looks bad. If he gets time in the pocket and once Michael Thomas comes back, he should be okay. Um, Emmanuel Sanders seemed to step up. Jared Cook is there. Kamara's a threat. Latavius Murray still. So he has weapons once he gets Michael Thomas back. But, you know, uh, I still think the Saints are definitely a playoff team and could very well be in the NFC Championship. But they're probably the fourth or fifth fifth best team in the Mm -hmm. NFC. Whereas in the beginning of the season, I probably would have said they were second or third and by the way i would have said the san francisco 49ers were first so it's funny how these things go but a lot of that is injury driven of course with uh the 49ers yeah with the 49ers i mean when you lose half your defenses especially one that was that good the previous year really not much you can do there and they're still competitive at least i think that part obviously this last game it didn't look so great but they blew out the jets blew out the giants should it beat the eagles um so i think that part is something of note um the love fair with Taysom Hill continues. I think we all got got. We all kind of, he was in the game multiple times and we were all like, Jesus Christ, Sean Payton, stop it. And then he scored his touchdown. So yeah. I think that's just going to continue to happen whether we all like it or not. As I said, Justin Jackson got some more run than Josh Kelly. So myself as a Josh Kelly owner, not great. Doesn't look too great. Um, Mike Williams, my God, came back to life. Five for 109, two touchdowns. That was awesome. Good to see. Keenan Allen got hurt. In this game, did catch a touchdown before he left. Hunter Henry, another touchdown. Uh, Justin Herbert, I can't remember which throw it was. I think it was the first touchdown pass he threw on the run. It was reminiscent of that uh, Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams strike week one, I think, where he's on the run and just throws an absolute bullet to the side of the end zone where the receiver just is the only person that can catch it. 
Beautiful throw. So shout out Justin Herbert. Uh, I might be eating my words there. I thought he was going to suck. We still have time. Yeah. No, I didn't think he was going to be. I didn't think he was going to be good either. And I didn't think it was a good draft pick. I thought they could have gotten Cam or maybe Jameis, and then it drafted a defensive player or something like that because they have a great team. Mm-hmm. Even with the guys that they like, Derwin James is hurt. They have guys that are injured, and I just thought they could have really kind of been a force in the AFC this year. And obviously, they're not going to do that. Yeah, it doesn't look great. Defense is solid, um, but yeah, should have won this game. They missed an extra point on their first touchdown. Missed an extra point. Missed that fifty-yard field goal to end the game. A little disappointing there. Saints steal one, I'd say, uh, at home. Chargers did cover, though. What do we say? Good teams win. Great teams cover. So that's uh, that's all we need to know there. And Mike Thomas didn't play in this game because he's a dickhead. Uh, so I actually <laughs> have some insider information on Mike Thomas. A friend of mine goes to the same chiropractor he does. Um, oh, now that I said that, I probably shouldn't say what I'm about to say, huh? Because pretty much oh, because, yeah. who his chiropractor is shit <laughs> all right i'll tell you off air see ya, but uh okay. have some information on mike thomas sorry everybody well uh, can you can you just make kind of like a like is what you were going to say consistent with the idea there, that there's a reason why i'm not gonna say it gotcha you know yeah now that i kind of said is you know so you can kind yeah. of inference from there but not a positive definitely yeah not a positive. <laughs> now thankfully or unthankfully only you know couple thousand people listen to the show let's call it um so i don't think it's gonna get too far but just to cover my uh, cover my ass on that one so <laughs> shout out mike thomas's chiropractor uh old friend of mine from high school so um yeah i guess let's just check in on that bills titans game what are we at now 42 to 16 with 42. two minutes left in the game so i uh, just want to look at josh allen's stat line for a second just please to, uh, do I'm looking, yes. I'm looking forward to that okay 263 two touchdowns and two picks um four rushes for 18 yards didn't lose a fumble so what do you uh say something uh stefan Diggs, 10 for 106 that's not bad aj green or aj brown i'm sorry the good aj comes back seven for 82 and a touchdown johnny smith as you said a couple touchdowns derrick henry can't run the ball this year what the hell's going on with that it's he's a, he de- he's a december guy okay. once everybody's tired and banged up and he gets a five-yard start nobody wants to tackle him all right well i guess that makes sense anything else uh oh matt barkley's in the game oh wow uh, so Josh Allen ends his night, uh, 236, two touchdowns. How um, do you have anything on? I didn't get to watch any of this game, so I really can't comment on it. All right. Is it on the background for you? Have you seen any of it? Yeah, it's on the background for me. Um, I, Barkley almost threw an interception on his first pass, awesome. which is hilarious. Um, so I think one of the interceptions was not Josh Allen's fault. The other one, I don't know if it was a misread by Josh Allen or the receiver, but he literally threw it right to the Titans guy. That's usually on the quarterback, but not always. So I, I'm not sure what happened there, but he generally didn't look good. It's weird because this Titans defense really isn't very good, but they they looked pretty dominant. I just don't think Buffalo was ready for this one for some reason. No, very weird. I mean, we've seen teams run. I mean, um, James Robinson of the Jags had like 16 carries for 100 yards. And for whatever reason, they didn't really run the ball well, and they didn't run the ball much. I mean, they were down, I know, 7-7 after the end of one. Tennessee jumped on them uh, in the second quarter, where that's where it kind of got separated. But 42-16, to and as I said, Capper Steve had five units on this game at plus three and a half to the Titans. And again, his units are a little bit bigger than ours. So I got to get on windailysports.com because I didn't even see that. I, I knew, I knew the prop that the one prop that I was particularly interested in, you know, didn't hit, but that was more a game script thing. Like it should have hit that game should have been somewhat close and close. Raymond would have gotten probably four or five catches. So that's unfortunate, mm-hmm. but 
Yeah, I got to get into that Capra Steve. Uh, this, it, was that an article or did he put it on uh, Discord? Win, Win Daily Sports betting membership package. $49.99 oh, nice. a month. You get all the plays. And I want to say Capra Steve had a 20-unit weekend. Again, Amazing. his units are a lot bigger than ours. He had a 20-unit weekend two weekends ago for football. This past weekend, we did all right. I think plus three or four units. Uh, we had a plus we had a eight-unit day. Uh, the other day where he had the Rays first three, the Rays plus one and a half, the Rays money line. Like he had everything on the Rays to beat the Yankees and then all hit. And then I think he had another player too. So it was good. It was fun. And so we're winning money. So come hang out with us. And then yes, Sticks has his 80 article uh, that comes out on, I guess it's Thursday, Sunday, Monday, and obviously Tuesday this week. So you can hop on that. That's in the betting membership as well. We're very positive on that. Yesterday, we had a clean sweep. We had we went four and oh. We had the over on Kamar receiving, under on his rushing, under on Traquan Smith receiving, and the over on Justin Jackson running, where it was mm. like 26. And he, he in like the third carry of the game, he had like 40 yards already. So look at that. Not bad. Amazing. We're making money. We're making money. See, where can everybody find you on the internet in case they're curious and want to hear some of your disparaging Josh Allen thoughts? <laughs> uh, they can find me on the Wednesday night live stream, which we will be on 8.30 for our NFL betting lines show. <laughs> Otherwise, they can find me uh, kicking field goals on Twitter at Sia Najad, S-I-A-N-E-J-A-D. Yes. Uh, we may be able to play that live tomorrow. I uh, Ooh, have to look into a couple things, but I might be able to get that done. We'll see. I can't promise anything. I don't really know how technology works that well, so I'll have to figure <laughs> it out. But I'll let you know beforehand, and then I'll surprise everybody uh, on here. You can find me at Michael Raziel one You can find us at Windaily Sports. Uh, I don't know if I already said it, but I'll say it again. WindailySports.com backslash chat. Seven free days in our expert Discord chat where you get to hang out with everybody for PGA, for NFL, for the little of MLB that is left, as well as some of the esports and MMA that's going on um, all the time as well. So we have all that covered. The Win Daily Sports betting membership, we're winning a lot of money there. If you go to our friends at William Hill, we're working on a couple other sports books with this as well. But if you have not signed up for William Hill yet, specifically in the state of New Jersey, we're getting the rest of the states coming soon. Go to William Hill, use promo code WINDAILY500. They'll give you up to a $500 free bet. And then we'll give you two free months of the sports betting membership. So with that $500, We'll give you the picks to use. It would have been Tennessee plus three and a half tonight because even at $500, again, little math, not the same amount of money that Capper Steve had on the game. And he still had five units on the game. So again, do a little math. You'll figure out how much his units are pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, that would have been, you know, a cool 10K night. You know, not a bad night. Easy. Not, when you take when you take five, you turn it into 10. Whether However many zeros there are, we're going to be happy. And that's what we like doing for the people. So for Sia, for the rest of the Wind Daily Sports family, for myself, we hope you make it a very wonderful week six of the NFL.